And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez, and this is my podcast. How are we doing, everybody? So, quick notes, as always. The email list is, for those of you who don't know, since I got questions about this, the email list that I always mention, alexanderjuanantoniocortez.com. That's where you can listen to that. Or, I'm sorry, that's where you can read that. <laughs> you can listen to myself at the podcast, which you're listening to right now. And if you want to support the podcast, support the articles, support the email list, you can always find me on Patreon at The Art of Health, Alexander Cortez. To dive in, to dive in, those things said. The subject of today, the mindset benefits of lifting weights. So what can resistance training do to help your mentality? It can do a lot. So humanity, men, humanity, we have been lifting weights since really the dawn of recorded history, since oral history, since the recollection of human history. Man has been training with resistance. There is extensive biblical record of warriors, of men who are renowned, obviously, for their physical strength. Samson, obvious example. There are historical records as far back as ancient Mesopotamia. There are cave paintings all over the world. There are records of, you know, uh, you know, hieroglyphic records of warriors drilling and training for combat, of doing calisthenics, of using weights, of using implements, of marching and running for cardiovascular benefit. So the ancient Greeks, the Spartans, the Egyptians, the Assyrians, the Sumerians, the uh, Israelites, the Canaanites, all these cultures had traditions of men who trained, primarily for war, but men who trained to be physically hardy. So lifting is not a recent phenomena of modern society. Lifting has been around a long time. So as long as people have been surviving, adapting to the environment, lifting has existed. In ancient Greece, though, that's where we start to see more of a formalization of exercise. So we have the first doctor of sorts, Hippocrates, first doctor of medicine, you could say. And he obviously advised, aside from food being your medicine and let thy medicine be food, he advised that exercise and physical exertion were the keys to health and the keys to success in living. Plato, Plato's pretty famous, so to speak, in the philosophical world. Plato believed that, and he said this in Plato's Republic, he believed that methodical exercise, that systemized physical movement and physical training, he believed that was the key to building strong children, strong citizens, strong men. He advocated exercise for all the population, men and women. Aristotle. You can find a multitude of quotes by Aristotle naming health as being the most important quality to cultivate, to master being. So there's a lot of, not just, how should I say this? There's a lot of not just science on the benefits of exercise. There's a lot of philosophical dialogue and the benefits of exercise and the benefits of lifting. And these men were very well accustomed to strong-bodied living, to strong-bodied existence. You know, the stereotype, so to speak, of the, the Greek statue, the very built, very muscular Greek statue. These ancient civilizations, this was... 2,000, 2,500 years ago, they knew what a strong body looked like. People were strong. The very concept of gym of and itself comes from the Greek concept of the gymnasium. So this is, again, this is over two millennia ago. This is an era with 
no running water, no electricity, nothing resembling modern conveniences. This is the foundational. This is the foundational society of Western civilization. Ancient Greeks, they, and they ancient Greeks they built gyms so people could work out. They considered it that important to a thriving society. Now, modern era, we're very much divorced from you know the harsher physical realities of living. We are. We live in cars. We live in houses. We have climate control, air conditioning, clean water, running water, you know, modern day plumbing. So our lives are not very physically taxing. Despite that, though, despite that, there's still an innate biological imperative in men to be strong. There's still an innate biological imperative to have athletic prowess. We are still impressed by feats of strength. We are impressed by people that are well-built. We're impressed by the body. And no amount of you know, I guess you'd say far left liberal, far left liberalism, no such thing as gender, no such thing as sexes, you know, ir- irrationality, denial of science. You you can't deny biology, and and the greater reality, not well, not the greater reality, but the historical record, Western civilization has promoted physical health as a necessity to a thriving culture, and a thriving civilization. Strength survives. And strength as a quality, that is something that every species on this earth needs if it wants to survive, if it wants to reproduce. So you can view lifting weights through a narcissistic lens, through a critical lens, but but history would bear out that the physical functionality of the body and the functionality of the mind, these things are so intricately tied that you cannot separate the two. To do so puts you in a place of where modern society is, in which we have separated body from mind, and subsequently, we've ended up with the most sick bodies, perhaps ever in history, with the rise of obesity, and we've ended up with the most unhealthy minds, with the prevalence of antidepressant and anti-anxiety and psychiatric medications. So, lifting weights, then, there's a lot to it. To run down the, the benefits of lifting weights, let's start with what came to mind, first one. Focus. The ability to Focus. So, well-executed training, well-executed strength training, being in the gym, picking up the weight, setting the body, positioning yourself, this takes focus, this takes direction of energy, it takes attention. You can't let your mind wander when you're lifting, you'll lose your intensity. A lack of focus is a lack of energy, it's a lack of concentration. So, foremost, lifting with weights, it teaches you how to center yourself, and it teaches you how to express your mental effort, your mental intensity through the body. That builds acuity, that builds focus. Number two, it builds toughness, it builds mental toughness. Now, that's not to say that lifting weights automatically makes you a badass. Let's not get this confused and twisted. But at a minimum, if you apply yourself with effort to lifting, to training, you learn how to deal with discomfort. You learn how to deal with pain. You learn how to deal with fatigue. There's a reason every military force on earth puts its soldiers through boot camps. Why do they do that? Because if the body can endure, then the mind probably can endure as well. Mentality equals physicality. If you can't handle physical discomfort, how are you going to handle mental stress? So lifting then, it's a way to build your mental robustness. It's a way to practice perseverance through a controlled environment of adversity that you create. Number three, self-discipline. 
So building muscle takes time. We know that. Hopefully, we know that. And building muscle is not just aesthetic, it's also athletic. So there's a reason that professional athletes, they take years to reach their peak. There's a reason that if you start lifting today, you're not going to automatically transform in a month. Building the body you want, building the health you want, that takes years. It can, it can be decades in the making. And maintaining it, it's a lifelong dedication. It's a lifelong commitment. So consistency is mandatory. Dedication is mandatory. Self-discipline is mandatory. Self-discipline becomes part of your identity when you lift, if you do it long enough and hard enough and, again, consistently enough. With self-discipline comes a stronger mental identity. When your body's strong, your mind is more likely to be strong. Exceptions can be made to this. People always love to make exceptions. But when your physical health is poor, your ability to apply yourself to anything is going to be limited. You're going to be limited by the level of anti-fragility of your immune system. We could use that that term. Are you anti-fragile? So having your efforts fail because your body fails you, you having your aspirations fail because you get sick, getting burned out because physically you don't take care of yourself, that's a very painful thing to go through. Lifting weights develops mental identity because you physically get stronger. Number five, we're at five now, confidence. Confidence is undeniable. When you feel good, you look good. When you look good, you do good. The science behind attraction, I don't need to talk about that. That is rock solid. Women prefer fit men. Men prefer fit women. Fit men are more likely to be perceived favorably by their peers. Fit women are more likely to be perceived as attractive and intelligent by other women and men. Being fit creates confidence. Internally, it creates health. Externally, it creates confidence, both for yourself and the world at large. The internal and external benefits of physicality, this manifests itself in a million different ways. You know, what really more can I say about physical confidence? We, we all know it when we see it. We all know it when we feel it. Number six, number six benefit, mental benefit, creativity. So movement, it fosters creativity. How many philosophers, how many business tycoons, how many athletes, how many industrial magnates go for long walks? How many of these people talk about the need for a physical outlet? The parts of your brain that are responsible for creative thinking, critical thinking, problem solving, artistry, those same parts are equally stimulated by physical exercise. You know, per the words of one of my clients, I always have my best ideas come to me in between sets. Movement is creativity. Dance is creativity. Lifting weights is creativity. There's an art to lifting. There's a self-discovery process. You learn about yourself through lifting. Learning about yourself will always make you more creative. Number seven, competitive spirit. Competitive spirit, what is that? Well, you may not be a professional athlete. I am not a professional athlete by any means, but we are all in a sensibility, in a competition with ourselves. So when you begin lifting and you begin to see changes and learn, and you begin learning the relationship between the effort that you put forth and the outcome that you get back, the results, that fosters, that creates a desire in most people where you, you want to improve. When you realize that your efforts are rewarded, you want to keep going. 
So as I said, most people are not competitive athletes. But if you view life as a process of conscious evolution, if you view life as a process of constant improvement, then your physicality is absolutely something that you can always take to a next level. You can always improve. You can always do better, get stronger, get more athletic, get better endurance, feel more powerful. And truly, competing against oneself is the way to stay, the way to become mentally and physically fresh. Competing against yourself is the way not to stagnate. So you want that competitive spirit when you lift. Number eight now. We are at number eight. Fun. Lifting is fun. That is something that is lost on most people. That fact is lost on most people, especially if you hate to exercise, you don't like to exercise, you think you don't like to exercise. But lifting can be fun. And that's something that as we age, very few people enjoy themselves. Just purely enjoyment for no other reason than just to laugh. Than just to have a mind to feel joy. Training can be disciplined. It absolutely requires discipline. It is intense. Very intense at times. But it's also enjoyable. And not everything in the gym needs to be deadly serious. Now, your mental approach doesn't need to be deadly serious. Training can be joy and ecstasy. It doesn't have to be punishment and toil. Playing around with workouts, trying new things, training new exercises, trying new routines, experimenting, finding stuff you like to do, seeing the changes in your body, and thriving off that. If you never learn how to enjoy something and you never have any fun at all doing it, your likelihood of maintaining it is low. So allow training to be fun. Allow a degree of play in what you do. And with that play comes another improvement, number nine, memory. Not something most people would think of with lifting weights, but lifting weights absolutely improves short and long-term memory. It improves short and long-term information retention. How so? Because you have to think. If you go into the gym, you spend two years learning how to lift, you hire a trainer, you read my website, read my emails, you watch podcasts, or I'm sorry, you watch you know YouTube videos, you listen to podcasts, you buy some books maybe. You're learning that whole time. You're learning the names of exercises. You're learning the names of muscles and what they do. You're learning their functions. You're recording your training, maybe on paper or in your head. Perhaps you keep a logbook. You're learning motor coordination. All these things form a continuum of learning and of memory. There's a reason that exercise is preventive medicine against dementia, against Alzheimer's, against, neuro against neurological degeneration. No one considers the amount of memory that exercising takes. So exercise, absolutely, is beneficial for memory. Unequivocally so. The science supports that. The anecdotal evidence supports that. Exercise helps your memory. That's a profound mental benefit. And number 10, and I probably could make or think of many more of these, but we'll keep this at number 10. The final mindset benefit of lifting weights. Visualization. Visualization. Now this one is, you know, perhaps it is the most powerful. Visualization is, is mental dialogue. It's self-talk. Visual, visualization is your frame of mind. It is what you see when you close your eyes. Visualization is the frame in which you think. It's the paradigm of what you think from. It is how you view the world. How do you visualize yourself? 
when you are visualizing the gym, you are imagining a movement, you are imagining muscles working, you're imagining a PR, you're imagining bringing a new physique into being. These are all abundant ways to think. They are progressive ways to think. They are positive ways to think. So you are practicing abundance mindset. You are practicing abundant visualization while training. This is why training it's important to enjoy it, to have to have XT from it. This is why it's important to thrive on it. You can change your frame of thinking by changing as you train. There's a reason that people swear that exercise saved their life when they had nothing else for them. Because that experience of improvement, that experience of consciousness effort, that experience of still feeling your body, your physical self evolve, even if nothing else is, that's frame of mind. That is visualizing a better future. That is visualizing something that is more than what you are right now. Training can do that for you. Lifting weights can do that for you. So to improve your physicality, to improve your mentality, to improve your mindset, I would advise you all that are listening, go lift. I promise you, it is to your benefit. So, I'll end this one there, and I'll talk to you guys again. Good night, and good luck.